Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for nerds all across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Comicbento.com. They are our newest sponsors for Flame On, and they want you to know about their original graphic novel subscription service. If you go to comicbento.com, you can save $5 off any subscription. You can get new and original graphic novels from big name creators to indie unsung heroes. Try it out. Let them know what you think. Cancel it if you don't like. But put in code name nerdy, and not only will you save five bucks, you will help us continue to bring original content to Flame On. Comicbento.com, code nerdy. Welcome to Flame On. I am Brian. I'm here with my cast of cohorts, colleagues, and constituents. <gasps> well, that works. I was going to do with coworkers. That doesn't almost well, kind of works. Anyway, uh, let's see. Going clockwise from my position here at I don't know what that four o'clock. Why do we need to go clockwise? I just want like they don't. I like. Visual. I'm a visual I, guy. I clockwise. like clockwise. It's visual. It's it's Listen, really perfect cool. for an audio show. Visual. Hey, we got video coming too. All right, we got Pat to my left. What's going on, everybody? And then there's Oral. That's me. And then there's Jeff. Please call me Big Daddy Jeff. That's true. You have bread. I have. And then we have BJ. Save the mo for last. What's the mo? And that's it. We're all here. Except for Eric, who doesn't love us anymore. He loves us. Does he love us? very busy. He is very busy. Ensuring that he and I get to retire in the lap of lunch. Wait, how is he doing that for you? (laughs) He understands. We made an oath. There's a plan? When the come up happens for him, I come up too. Were these the things that were made in the bowels of the UCF store long, long ago? I was going to say. Pretty much. Yeah. That was the formative. Think of it as like the prehistoric primordial times. Mm Mm-hmm. We are here today in 2016, the future. We call it 2016, thank you very much. Oh, oh, I, I didn't get that memo, because we don't use memos in the future. We use, I don't know, what do we use, emails? Stickies. 
stickies. Really? It's very low tech. Remember that show Time Tracks on Fox? Oh, yeah. I really, oh my I'm, God. I know that once I hit 2020, I will be. <laughs> um, what, what major sci-fi? Oh, this is way off the rails. But anyway, we are here to talk about specifically Jessica Jones, a.k.a. Jessica Jones, or alias, if you want to use all the different titles. But not that J.J. Abrams show alias. Right. No, but she's a great show. We should actually do a thing about that. I love that show. Yeah, but this is the most recent Marvel Netflix show all about the character Jessica Jones, created by Michael, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Michael Brian Bendis. Michael Gatos. That was the Michael. There's too many Michaels in their Michael names. Michael Bendis Brian. Michael Brian Bendis Gatos Michael. All the names are there. You just have to put them in the right order. It's a puzzle. It is. Now, this came out back in November, I believe, right before Thanksgiving. Sounds about right. November 20th. Yeah. And a lot of us binge-watched it pretty yeah. much immediately, but As some, of us, given right on Netflix. some of us took a little longer. I don't know who. Did we all watch it right away? I pretty much finished it. Okay, I know we did. Yeah, we did. me too. Yeah. So we just now are getting around to We waited to a day or two. We waited like a day and a half. Then we're like, well, I guess we should. Oh my God. Yeah, and then, then, then the roller coaster of, of your eyeballs commenced. It was a great show. I think, uh, let's just go around real quick. Did we all like it? Yes? Anybody not like it? Yes, I yeah, liked I it. it. I, 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 yeah. We all have our criticisms and problems and things we thought could have been better, but let's start with what we... Well, well, let's start with what we really liked. We'll we'll, we'll lead with the, the positive. Um, I'm a Michael or Michael. I have Michael in my head. Why do I have Michael's? Anyway, Kristen. Whoa, Kristen. What's, Kristen. No, no. I was gonna start with her. We'll get to her. Okay. Can we start with the sex that broke the bed. Well, actually, <laughs> let's start with that because we're a gay podcast. We're we're fans of certain types of sexual activity. Well, okay, all kinds. One of the, right. say, well, obviously you have proof. Exactly. The uh, the scene that I clapped, I may have uh, out outwardly expressed some excitement. Yes! for. that was murder of crows. That was not it. That was when Mockingbird brought out her thing. No. Uh, so if you've read Alias, and you don't have to to enjoy the series, by the way, um, you do remember that very early on, uh, Jessica has anal sex with Luke Cage, which is not depicted visually as much as sort of, well, it's visually her reaction to having anal sex. Uh, which, when I read this comic a few years ago, this was the first time I think I had ever seen that in a comic book. I and thought he was going to say ever. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Oh, um, anyway, when the show decided fairly early on, I think it was the first episode, in fact, to actually show that scene in a way, I, was, I, was, I knew I was on board. Yeah, we were a couple episodes. Was it? Two or three. Because yeah. Yeah. she was like, spying on Luke Cage. No, that yeah, was, I think, the first. first. Uh, uh, going back? No, oh. no. The first one is where she's spying on him, and he's wearing yeah, the takes... yellow shirt and the jeans to mimic his classic Power Man oh, outfit. Okay, I'm and going to tell you right off of the research that I've done on the internets. The first episode called AKA Ladies Night. You know all the titles? The episodes were AKA whatever. I didn't, I didn't realize that. You, uh, how could you not? I just <laughs> I literally says... I, I think I wasn't paying attention yeah. or something. Anyway, but that, I am reading. Netflix autopilot. He just it, it puts is. it on and goes. I do. Yep. I am reading off the, the intensely uh, uh, scientific Wikipedia, well-researched. And it is and certainly not literally the first episode. The first episode is when she hooks up with Luke Cage. Yeah, but they, and they have the anal sex, sex and I... break the bed until... Yeah, that's, that's Ooh, a couple yeah. in. Yeah, that's a couple um, in. Okay. Yeah. They sleep together. Okay. Of right. the whole, like, all that craziness isn't until, like, episode two or Oh, three. that's when they realize yeah. they both can, like, hurt, not hurt exactly. each other. Yeah. yeah. That's loose. when they, okay. Yeah. Right. The best bar, the I'll best go with that. I'll go ever. with that. Um, when he goes to turn around and he's like, I'm going to hurt you. It's just, 
No, you won't. And then flips over. Yeah. It's a pretty Anywho, sexy line. So what did we think of the show? Uh, well, like I said, when they did that, I knew I was going to do it. Aside from the anal sex. No, what I was really excited about for was David Tennant. Being a Doctor Who fan, seeing the Tenth uh, Doctor as a villain, not this is the first time, but seeing him portray uh, a character who I really didn't care much about, Purple Man, uh, Kilgrave, not... What was the name Zebediah. they gave him? Zebediah. Yeah. Zebediah, Zebediah not uh, Derek. What was, his, what was his name in the Kevin? game? Kevin. 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 They changed him from Zebediah to Kevin. And then watching the X-Men animated series, <laughs> he was in there. There was yeah. an episode with Kilgrave. Yep. And he was all purple. I was mm-hmm. like, aw. And they called him Zebediah. Well, Zebediah just won't cut it in a, in a British, given that they've changed his nationality to British. 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 I don't think his parents had that accent, did they? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, very English. So I, cared about, I, didn't, I didn't care much about that. That was my favorite thing. I mean, the whole show was great. I really enjoyed it. But seeing Tenet, you know, get to do that, and you know, everything else is great. Uh, what did you think, Matt? What did you like? Uh, it was my one of my things that was my favorite thing of 2015 in our recap episode. So I mean, I loved it. I wasn't a huge Daredevil fan. I watched it. I got through it. I moved on. I was like, all right, cool. Not the worst thing I've seen. Not the best thing I've seen. Then we started watching Jessica Jones, and I was hooked immediately. It was done in such a way that I think it's a female quasi-hero? Because she's not really a superhero. Or she's actually really a hero. She, yeah, she was for hero. like a hot minute. Yeah. We don't know about this, though. She was. That's not That's not part of the show at all. Like, she wore a no, taco she, outfit. She was. She, she tried doing the superhero for a day, and then they showed the flashback the of it. Like, it showed, was like a day of stopping a mugger, and then it's like, oh yeah, here's Kilgrave. That was a nice run. Womp womp. But that was the that was all shown through flashbacks. Like the show starts with her being tormented and all of that. So, but it really was just kind of this badass, bad attitude, drinks to high heaven, and has you know just a bunch of sex. And I was like, that's my superhero right there. This is the prototype of what I want my comic books to be. Banshee girl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that what they call? But, oh. but I'm gonna wear that skin tight, like oil slick looking one piece that Darian Lake wore. Oh my god, that's you know that's my type of fancy girl. No, it's not. Uh, no, overall, I loved it. I really it was one of those that I don't. I, I binge watch a lot of times because it's just compulsive. This I binge watched because I wanted to. I was worried you weren't gonna really be into it, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to make him watch another show he didn't like. But, uh, yeah, you took to it really well. In fact, you took to it more than you, I did. I liked it, but I still kind of prefer Daredevil. I was like, bitch, we got we to gotta turn on we gotta Jessica Jones. we got three episodes left. Let's go. Let's go. I had to stop you because you were like, oh, there's two more. we got to finish. we got to finish. I'm like, oh. it's 1 a.m. Shut it! We can go to bed at 4. <laughs> we're Oral, adults. Oral, what did you think? Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I, I, I like David Tennant as Cobra. I have nothing against... The, his portrayal, it was great. But seeing him be Kilgrave, it's just seeing him being really mad as the doctor. Exactly. And having no companion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's not saying that's, you know, derivative. One of my favorite actresses is Natalie Dormer, and she plays pretty much that same type of person in any, like, period piece. And I'm totally fine with that. That's what I want to pay for. That's what I want to see. Um, I thought all the characters were really great. I, I love 
uh, Trish. Trish yes. st- stole the uh, show for me. Trish Walker. Trish Walker, who's Hellcat, and nobody likes Hellcat. I like Hellcat. <laughs> nobody. You, you know, no, you know I like Hellcat because you put Hellcat in my poll. Yes, I know. I know that's. I know you do. But as I nobody but me. Nobody like important likes Hellcat. Uh-huh. And um, you know, I didn't really see until they called her Patricia, and then I'm just like, oh my god, she's Patsy. Um, and then seeing her like Disney Channel ask. <laughs> It's, you know, Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I was too old to find that interesting, but I love that I'm old enough to find it really cheesy and corny, and it instantly struck a chord with me. And, like, seeing her navigate this world where, you know, she's not taking a back seat, she's not the night nurse, even though I really like her. Like, she's just like, I'm in it to win it. Like, I'm going to take care of myself from the get-go. We had that bitch don't open the door moment. Um, and I just, I really like how she centers everything. And, and, and Jessica, you know, Trish isn't the everyman. She's not the, the lens that we see. We see from Jessica. But they're both still kind of lost in it. And I like that as a journey of, like, two friends overcoming, you know, obstacles as opposed to I'm here for support. Because, like, Trish isn't there for support. She saves the day. Jim? I liked it. I liked it better than Daredevil. Because I think early on, uh, I had said one of the complaints about Daredevil was the pacing. Where not a lot happens for the first ten episodes, and then everything happens in the last two. This one had much better pacing through the first two-thirds of the season. Then kind of slowed to the last. It, it had a little trouble finishing. But once it did, it was a great end. Uh, performance-wise, everybody did a really good job. Uh, David Tennant was great, but like you said, it's kind of like it's hard to see him as anything but the Doctor. Just because, now that he's got a bunch of varied performances, I thought the same thing when he was in Fright Night and he was doing the... The, <laughs> the uh, Chris Angel? Yeah, yeah the Chris yeah. Angel via, uh, what's his name, from Planet of the Apes. Oh, Rod, uh, Rodney uh, McDowell. Yeah, Rod, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chris Murray did a really good job, and I, last time I'd seen her on anything was uh, Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23, and I liked her in that. It's a funny show, and she did just enough of a similar performance in this one to be like the kind of edgy, just smartass, but you know, a lot more damage. Um, And yeah, I I actually read Alias way back when and was a big fan of that. So the fact that Marvel was willing to get that close to the source material on a Netflix show, I have much respect for them because their their movies are playing it much safer than this show did. Well, this show started as an ABC show. Actually, I think even before that, it was on a different network, like FX or something. And, and ABC eventually kind of got a first look at it and passed because they're like, yeah, no, this isn't our show. Yeah, and now... do AKA Jessica Jones. Right. AKA Jessica Jones. She's a sassy detective. <laughs> 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 Well, and it, to, to its benefit, because if it had been on that network, it would n- be nothing like what it was. Oh, yeah. It'd yeah. be S.H.I.E.L.D. Here we go. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Not the S.H.I.E.L.D. Not the S.H.I.E.L.D. with Michael Chiklis. I said it'd be S.H.I.E.L.D. I didn't it, say it'd be Yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. it would be a lot more like, yeah, you're right. Uh, actually, I, one of the things I didn't realize until like five episodes into her appearing was uh, Patsy's mom, Rebecca Domornay. Wow, mm-hmm. from Risky Business Holy and crap. all those movies. Like, I have no idea. Like, wow, you know, old, old, old actresses' bone. Um, but yeah, no, I liked it. BJ, um, I actually, I kind of have it on the same kind of even pedestal as Daredevil because even though the pacing in Daredevil was a bit more, um, the 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 pacing in Jessica Jones was a little better, 
but I, I like it in the fact that it, it treats the whole the whole Netflix like Marvel universe sort of thing. It's it's I mean it's in the same place as all the other Marvel stuff out there. Um, Agents Shield, um, but it's it's it, it's pretty much like how it's how like how would you see a famous person, you know, on TV? You don't see them like pooping and shit. Like you 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 see them saving the day. You see them doing good shit. And then you're like that green guy. Hey, the green guy. Yeah, you're you're like oh hey I like that guy with the hammer. He's pretty cool. Like. So it, 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 it street level. Yeah. That's the term everybody in comics loves is street level. It's it's very street every level, man very or honest. Every person. You know, the the episode where she had like two regular people that just hate people with abilities come after her. AKA ninety nine friends. So that was a weird episode because it was very discongruous mm-hmm. or from the other ones as far as the story and kinda like there was like a diversion they decided to do. They didn't do a lot of those, but right. yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't call it a diversion. I would say that it fits with the theme and the motif of you have these people who have these amazing abilities um, in this what used to be the normal world, and you know people find issues with everything. So why wouldn't you have that segment of society that says, you know, I don't feel safe, or I blame these people for all the destruction that happened to New York, specifically Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't look at the other side, which is, hey, you know, yes, a lot of collateral damage happened, but we would all be dead if it wasn't for that. Exactly. You don't, yeah. you don't get that. Well, and it was um, still also, it was a good reflection because at that point, Jessica's, or, yeah, Jessica's character was pretty much so fried from all the fucking with that Purple Man had been doing up till then that everywhere she looked, she thought it was it was because of him. Right. Any, so she, anything coming at her was going to be because of him. It did add to that a little bit. Um, the show's pacing is interesting because I actually didn't ever find Daredevil to be too ponderous. I actually liked the buildup of the villain. And in Jessica Jones, I liked the buildup of Kilgrave up until they actually showed Kilgrave. Because they didn't it, show him until, like, episode five. You saw current. flashes. You saw just like, brief little, like, Memories or, or like yeah flashes or, or of purple. You'd, you'd hear him from like offset or right, off, yeah. off the screen. Jessica, or, yeah. or yeah. from behind, or from like they'd have a shot of him from behind. Right. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, and so in a similar way, I like that for its pacing. What I didn't like, and I think it's where you, Jeff, were saying, is the end of the series felt very. Oh, they have him. Oh, they don't. Oh, wait, they have him. Oh, wait, no, they don't. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, wait, now they don't. Now they're doing this other thing with this guy called. Uh, Simpson, who Nuke. from the comics we know is Nuke. Like that's where I was kind of like, okay, where? What are you doing with all this? This, you know, what they called it, um, uh, IGS oh. or whatever, IGH. So, yeah, IGH. Yeah, IGH. Because yeah. I guess in the comics it's mutant growth hormone, but it's a different thing. And in this, there the the theory someone put out there it's was inhuman it's growth inhuman growth hormone, hormone or something. Anyway, can't say the word mutants. Right. And then, yeah. well, or, yeah. So, like, who knows where that's all going to go? I guess in the future, but it, it that felt like sort of a weird arc to have in addition to the main one. But with a thirteen episode, thirteen or that's all right. Yeah. It seems like you have to have a little bit more of a secondary story. But, like, Patsy's story was amazing. I really enjoyed any time she was on screen and all the stuff with her mother and their shared history. All the supporting cast, even the weird uh, uh, roommates, not roommates, building uh, neighbors. The tenants, yeah. The, the incestuous brother-sister twin weirdness. And and then the, and I can't think of his name. I'm going to find it real Malcolm. quick. Malcolm. 
Malcolm. Loved Malcolm. The arc Notice that, how you don't remember the people of color. I didn't remember the neighbor's name. Hey, Luke Cage. Fans. I know Luke. <laughs> I know Luke Cage. Got Which that one, one was Luke Cage, Brian? Can you give the me a description? Bar owner. He was the bar <laughs> owner. He was a fine ass motherfucking bar owner. Mike right? Coulter. It's the actor's name. Um, no, like I love the supporting cast that they had, and I like that Malcolm's arc was really kind of a cool progression from what you thought was one thing to something completely different. And I yeah. love, I absolutely love that. I think the most of all the characters' development. The only one who I really just every time she was on the screen, I couldn't stand her was the 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 sister of the Ruben two. Ruben's sister. Ruben's oh. sister. Yeah. I just every time she just oh, but I mean she's meant to be that she's meant to yeah. be a kind of a creepy, she's, weird, over the top kind of character. But it was almost a caricature, I guess. At some point, she's an annoying yeah. neighbor. She's yeah. she's that person in the building that thinks she knows all all she's the Mrs. Crap. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Except at the end, or the la- kind of like the last thing that they do when they go to the water, and, like that calms her down. Finally, for the most part, and yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. then the, the whole scene with the delivery woman was before that, and then they go to the water, and it, hopefully, if they do bring her back for season two, she'll have rounded the edges off of it. Not be so crazy. I mean, that's the one thing about this show, though, is you can't help but compare it to Daredevil because this is the first. This is the, these are the first two. So every time anything you saw as maybe a, a perk of Daredevil, like the fight choreography, it doesn't. It wasn't as good because it's not meant to be in Jessica Jones. But then there are so many more tense scenes in Jessica Jones, purely based on what Kilgrave's powers were. Like the scene at the police station oh, about ooh, halfway through the season, where he's intense. basically brainwashed the entire station, except for Jessica. And they're all just sitting there with guns pointed at each other. It's like, that That was like, that was a great scene. You know, like, with Daredevil, you get more aggression. Like, aggression mm-hmm. is the name of the game. You know, you're going to be aggressive fighting crime and changing the city. You're going to be aggressive in, you know, crushing the, the different gang factions. And Jessica Jones is, is about being sinister. It's right. About, There's more like, finesse in, yeah. the, in the screenwriting. Yeah. How, how can you manipulate the people around you? So if, if Daredevil is manipulating the system, Jessica Jones is about, uh, about manipulating people. And, you know, what do you find scary? You find being, out, uh, you know, not in control of your own faculty really scary. And then, like, when you have people who say, you know, come forward and say, it wasn't my fault and no one believes them. Or you have people, like, the entire police station, they're like, oh, nope, it was just a joke. Knowing that, like, it's been probably two or three days since that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, Kilgrave's effect is long gone. And nobody is afraid to say, everyone's afraid to say something because you'll always blame the victim. You'll Mm -hmm. never blame the victimizer. And the show did an amazing job of fictionalizing what is basically a survivor story. Specifically, I think, really a rape survivor story. And that is the most powerful thing about the show. I mean, for 13 episodes, you are dealing with this person who is overcoming the trauma that she suffered of being raped. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Both mentally and physically to a point. And so that is a huge, like, you don't see that very often apart from like some maybe Lifetime movies or ABC. You just don't see that story presented in fictional media, especially not genre. Well, that's the crazy yeah. part about by the end of the show where you've seen so much of Kilgrave's background and then he finally just kind of has it out. He's like, look, I can never trust what anybody does around me because I don't know if they mean it or if it's because of my powers. And you actually get that, that brief moment where you're like, you're kind of bad for him. Yeah. Well, and he's just a complete yeah. dick, and you're like, you know what? Never mind. There's a whole, like, two or three episodes where you actually start to sort of sympathize with them, both when they're sort of playing house yeah. at one in point. In Jessica's old family home. Which is... That, that is awesome and creepy. Awesome and creepy. <laughs> um, but then the, uh, the the little brief, let's try being superheroes, like, yeah. together... And, and he's then, so proud of his moment when he meets other people. He's like, hey, guess what? I saved somebody. Like, you definitely, and Tennant, and this is where, I mean, as much as Tennant, you know, of course, he is very similar in a lot of his roles, like, this is where the charm of David Tennant really comes to play, because any other actor, I don't know, like, if they would have sold it as well, but right. with Tennant, you really kind of go, yeah, he's actually kind of redeemable. And then, of course, they, they that falls apart, and they go into the imprisonment section of the uh, series but i love that <laughs> i love that whole thing where where she's where you know she takes him on that little adventure and she's and she's like no don't 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 hurt people help them and then when when he got when he got a taste you know but then just enough to lower his guard just enough to lower his guard but right. at the same time she, she gets that thought she goes and sees trish and she's like he, he he has the potential to help people, but he has no morality at all. Right. Like, what would you do with that kind of power? Like, And that brings it to, like, what I view as probably the weakest storyline was the Carrie Ann Moss and the lesbian drama. I wanted to get to part. that. Um, <laughs> it was odd, and I'm okay with it, but you're, you knew. It was telegraphed, I think, from almost the beginning. That Carrie Ann Moss's character, who is uh, Hogarth. Yeah, who's the uh, Iron Fist lawyer. Right, damage yep. control, basically, part of that whole firm in the comics. Like, she, from the beginning, was such a manipulative influence that you could see where she would eventually find a way to use Kilgrave to oh, we her... we could get some kind of his... De- oh, hey, we have a fetus. Well, and then... that fetus. Yeah, that let's... was a weird... That was a weird turn. But, like, just the whole thing uh, of the, the lesbian divorce... And and uh, I don't know that and was the actress weird. who played her 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 ex wife is uh, one who played Calamity Jane from Deadwood. And I was like, I know oh there's a better God, yeah, there's kidding? a better performance out of that woman. Wow, I didn't even recognize her. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh yeah, no, seriously. Now the breakdown, like where that all kind of came to a head, 
with the death by a thousand cuts thing. Yeah, that, that, was, was, that, that was the best consequence every of that time whole storyline. Kilgrave used his powers, it was like in a new and inventive sort of way. And that one was also very sort of, oh, you're just going to start slicing uh, Carrie Ann Moss to death. Okay. I, 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 I didn't mind it because Hogarth is Kilgrave without any powers. Like, yeah. And I, I, I think it, That's it, good for, point. for me, it was like a Christmas carol where she sees herself or she sees Kilgrave and she thinks, I want that. As a that weapon. That makes uh-huh. sense as a weapon. Yeah. And she sees what happens like she she saves him um she frees him and in the end she almost gets killed because of her greed of her you know choosing not to do the moral thing right choosing to to do something that benefits solely her and her happiness and i i that's why i like that kind of like parallel because you know Tilbury means boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the week, but like it was just it was just a lesbian drama. Like if if they had just done Hogarth in the business sense and not gotten into the personal life, and oh by the way, she's also sleeping with her assistant and all this other, it just seemed like okay, you're, you're throwing in sexiness for sexiness' sake. I well on some of the it, scenes, but it wasn't sexy. The yeah, initial it was, one it wasn't. Yeah. Well, the initial with with the two. Well, there was that one fingering man, scene. That, that was, was a little. That, that was hot. Well, but the rest of it wasn't. The rest of it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't played. It wasn't played to for titillation. That first was. But aside really. from that, yeah. but that's I, just kind of to set up a story. As you know, this is not the Hogarth you know from the comics. This is how we're changing yeah. the way it's going to be presented here, and then it just kind of goes on to be you know ruthless. I don't know. I I the well the whole thing with with getting Hogarth Hogarth's you're seeing her life like even though it 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 seemed like that from from the get-go that like you know oh they're gonna try and sexy this up a bit but then once you got to know hogarth and once you got to know like when they had that victims club you know support group and everything and hogarth you know wanted to use them she's like you can use them to collect evidence do this do that but then you, you saw everybody lost something when they come in contact with him. Everybody loses something. Everybody loses with Kilgrave. And she didn't think she had anything to lose. But lo and behold, I mean, she's lost. She almost lost her career. She lost her fiance. Hell, she even lost, she lost her ex-wife, like in any capacity yeah. to ever do anything with her. So, I mean, she lost, like, everything trying to play that game. Yeah, she thought she had nothing to lose and she lost everything at exactly. the end of it. And that I guess that was that was more of a reinforce that nobody gets away from from him. And by being like him, like being, Oral was saying, I yeah. I never saw the parallels between the two, but I, I absolutely think that's that's a very key uh, insight in her character is she was that without morality. Some of the other trappings of the show, like the the mother father stuff with Kilgrave, it was eh, it was okay. It didn't really ring too true to me. It was just kind of okay. That's 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 a a means to an end. Right. Um, the the nuke thing, apart from who he is as a character, I wasn't con- entirely convinced. Like, I was okay with their, like, oh, so, well, you tried to kill me, but you know, I know you were controlled. Now we're gonna get together. Like, that was okay. I didn't, I didn't love that, but I kind of saw, okay, that kind of makes sense. But then that they took that and devolved him into just that nuke character. It just well, I, they devolved him with no reason. Right? No, exactly. Yeah, it went from okay, he was 
he was a beat cop. And I mean, you know, this is like he was way back. He was I'm just a beat cop. And yeah. All of a sudden, by the way, I used to be special forces. Yeah, yeah. And I also was in a part of this this one program with special drugs. And mm-hmm. like, man, and you ended up as a beat cop. The 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 detective. Uh, I can't think of his last name, but like that storyline also felt a little unnaturally ended, but I mean, again, it's climate to be a shock. Some... No, he's, he's just a few months away from retirement for, like, two years. Wait, was, yeah. he, was he getting too over that shit? Yeah. He was too over that shit, He yeah. was getting too over that shit. Yeah. I, uh, I that know. was one of the big qualms, was that you now have, again, the black cop yeah. that gets killed in the, you know, towards the end of the series for no real reason. Well, and Daredevil was a black journalist. So then, yeah, you're the black character yeah. that gets killed for the no older real black, reason. Close to retirement. I... I, I that that it could have been done differently. Do you I remember mean, his name? Ben Urich. Yes. No, that oh, was no, the black, no, that was the black guy that died in Daredevil. I don't. I don't remember. Like because the he's normally stars. white. He's not That's attractive. Why. That's why I don't remember his name. Who was that? Vico Joseph. I don't even remember his name. I remember Simpson because he's new. That's hilarious. Anyway, um, uh, music was fun and effective. I love the opening music, but a lot of the incidental stuff didn't stick with me. Uh, Michelle Rosen- Rosenberg. That's Buffy. Uh, um, Michelle Trachtenberg. Oh yeah, so that's her. Yeah, Michelle Rosenberg. Got a Berg at the end. I don't know. Michelle Rosenberg. As a showrunner, I thought did an okay job. And from what I'm seeing with the writers' credits, there were a lot of writers on the show. Uh, she's previously done things like Dexter, which I think also had a fairly large writers' room. What season was she on? Uh, I don't know what seasons she did. She was one of the main showrunners. Because that's a litmus test of whether the show was good or not. That's true. Some of the later seasons, I well, wouldn't take credit for To that. give you any context, also, she also did the OC. And she adapted a lot of the Twilight screenplays. But I think this is probably some of her strongest work. I mean, hey, and if it's any indication with Daredevil, you know, what they had for the season one of Daredevil, that that shifted from, like, the first episode to the rest of the season. And then once the season wrapped, then it shifted to a whole new guy for season two. No, no. Marvel's got a production-like system where they can take anybody and work them into what they want. Well, I'm kind of curious, though, after the whole snafu with Marvel shake-up and now TV is separate from the movies, if there might be some more contentment on the movie side, and you'll still see just as much of a heavy turnover on the TV side. Possibly. We'll see. Um, You know, I I do want to say that um, Rachel Taylor for Chris Walker, probably my favorite character of the whole thing, just I really, really did love her children or child actress turned uh, radio talk show host thing, really effective. And I love her wanting to be a superhero by training and earning it kind of Batman style to be really a cool new thing into the Marvel. I don't think any of the other Marvel characters have really done that. Hawkeye to some extent and Black Widow maybe, but like this is the first like Batman equivalent kind of thing and that she's trying to earn her way into that superhero club. Well, like Oral said too, that was kind of the redeeming thing is at the end of it all, it wasn't about Jessica overcoming Kilgrave with her powers, Luke coming in and saving the day. It was basically their friendship mm-hmm. is what have them save each other. Yeah. So it's not even one saving the other. It's you know they were the only way they they were able to beat Kilgrave is by actually like working together in a fashion. Yeah, and and, and was her love for her sister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean the whole thing from the time that they she goes into the um, the penthouse. It's like all right, well, what's something you would never say to me? I love you, and then like get to you get to that point right at the end. And then she, you know, she says, "I love you." And you're like, "All right." I mean, you knew it was going to happen, but still, it was like you yeah. had that suspense, you had that tension. You're like, "Wait, but no, but she can't be." But she, can't. 
yeah, all right, good, she's not. And then, you know, it, it, it worked. And it showed that from the start of the season when they were kind of, where she pushed her away consistently, that they were able to kind of repair their relationship and show mm-hmm. that it's... It is necessary more than any, yeah. almost any other relationship oh, that yeah. Jessica has. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I liked, I really liked the, how they treated people's abilities. Like when she phoned, with like the whole thing with her... Almost like a dirty, that, dirty, like a dirty little secret. N- well, not even that, but just the fact that like how she treats her, she, like she lies to people about her abilities. She's like, she she just throws people off. I do Pilates. Yeah, yeah like I do Pilates. Oh, they I don't want to own vision. up to it. They don't, like, even Cage is like, I don't, I don't tell this to a lot of people. I don't want them to know. You know, and then the whole idea when they, when they sit down, one after they finish having sex and realize they have superpowers, they, they sit down and they're like, she, he's like, so how'd you get your thing? She's like, accident. She's like, you? He's like, experiment. And then that's it. Like, which is pretty much just one, one word. They, they all, and a lot of reviewers are saying, that's probably like the best thing to do, especially when they have that new Spider-Man movie coming out. He can be like Spider Bite, and people will be like, "Yeah, no, how'd you get your powers?" And he's like, "Spider Bite." Like, yeah. don't make a big deal of the origin; just move on. Exactly, yeah. and and I like that a lot. Well, the fact that they didn't go overboard cheesy on their special powers, mm-hmm. like just used the IGH files, and then it was like everybody had a little video thing about sitting there being experimented on. Like, you know. But they didn't emphasize it; it was there, and then it went away from it. That'll be season two. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. from the video files, they can introduce a whole bunch of. Well, but then, but the thing is, like Jessica's flying. They don't focus on like cheesy flying effects for her. She kind of jumps, and the next thing you know, she's landing somewhere. She's very mm-hmm. Superman in the Golden Age, uh, yeah, you know, leaping tall buildings in a single bound, not not flying, flying everywhere, and, and flying, just, you know, and she hovering. Does, and she doesn't out and out tell people she can fly. She's yeah. like, oh, I can just jump. Really it's like high. controlled falling, which you know, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it, it's a nice little. I mean, it's and I, that goes into her 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 um, investigative background. She's like, why would I tell everybody all my shit? <laughs> that was also a nice thing. Uh, as far as a show depicting a private investigator, I think they did a pretty good job in that a lot of it's just waiting and watching and looking online mm-hmm. and digging. I mean, you're just you're researching. And Oral, I don't know if you have you know you want to talk about your past in that in that sort of area. Oh yeah, no, that's did, pretty did, much what it is. Did There's it feel? Just, um, it's pretty accurate to say that you know, when you are surveilling someone, you do a lot of sitting yeah. and watching, and there will be hours where nothing happens because you think like. Oh, like, I'm just going to stay home today. Yeah, I'm a person of interest, but I'm just going to stay home today. I don't plan on leaving. You're just watching the house. I may come out to, like, take out the trash or get the mail and come back in. But you've been there for, like, 12 plus hours, yeah. and that's already done. Um, you mean it's not like Bones or CSI where you just, <laughs> you just happen to stroll up and they're doing the exact thing that you're trying to catch them yeah, right no, at that moment? That oh, okay. I like the time-lapse one. They did the montage with her and Luke Cage waiting for them at the research firm or whatever. I was like, yep, yep. Uh, I love the way they use Luke Cage. I, I'm sad that, you know, again, we've spoiled a lot already, so I don't think anybody's in mind. I mean, it's a show about the show. They don't, yeah, yeah they don't uh, get together in the end, but he doesn't close the door on that either. It just kind of lets him off on his own adventure and, you know, the new series coming out, uh, I guess, next year sometime yeah. about Luke Cage probably won't focus on their relationship at next all. Next year, you mean this year? This is 2016. In the future. In the future. Um, but Which, by the way, Daredevil is not coming out in April. It's March. It's coming out in March. That's exciting. Everybody speculated that it would come out a year after. Now they're bumping it up because, as I mentioned on, a, on an earlier podcast, how are you going to incorporate 
multiple seasons and have, at, at the end of it, five shows that you're going to have to juggle. You're going to eventually, uh-huh. if you have multiple seasons, have the entire year be something. Yeah. Because you're going to have this come out then, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then this. And so they're apparently pushing Daredevil up, I guess, to make room for Luke Cage. So then have Jessica Jones, because we still have cast Iron Fist. Which then that'll show up eventually. And, and then the Defenders show. And then the Defenders, yep. yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting problem that they have. It's a good problem, but... Uh, it's a great problem for us, because yeah. they're producing quality Netflix content. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've got divisive television. You've got mostly positive movie with some, you know, lesser fantastic things overall. But they've produced two quality shows on Netflix... So we want more of these stories because we want to see where's Jessica going to go now that Malcolm is cleaned up and apparently going to be assistant, be her assistant, yeah, assisting her, yeah, assisting her. Uh, and then you're going to have Daredevil pick up. You've got Nightmare showing up in in both of them. So there, because there was talk about them being possibly done, not like Jessica Jones happening before Daredevil, but then the introduction of Nightmares. At the end, yeah, yeah, shows that it's not. It's concurrent yeah. yep. because she makes the comment about you know I have a friend, right? So you know that this show took place at the same time as Daredevil. So for them to not know each other is well, a little awkward. And evidently, Nightmare shows up in Luke Cage's show as well. She's gonna show up in all. Of them. Yeah, she's gonna be one of. So one they will of be sort of sequential. Probably, yeah, yeah, she's gonna she's gonna be a big threat. And I mean, she kept her. They've, they've talked I, about card and everything. With the new season of Daredevil, if Punisher hits as well as they all swear, they want to do a they Punisher like, show. The Daily's like, oh my god, he's going to be amazing when you see him. Like, they could do a Punisher show. Yeah. I just, there was talk about them not doing Iron Fist and doing Punisher. Yeah. But Marvel... They figured that out. Marvel has said, no, they're going to go with Iron Fist. But, you know, if they do, if they do Punisher, fantastic. I mean, it's just, it's more content for them for, to work with. Can I just say, Rosario Dawson, this is the best thing I've ever seen her in. And I've seen her in a lot of different things, and I've been like, I don't even care. You didn't like her in Alexander? I don't think I saw Alexander. The one with Colin, Colin Farrell? No, I don't think I saw that one. Uh, oh. But I love her as Night Nurse. Mm, yeah. I, I really <laughs> And Val Kilmer. I love her as Night Nurse. I think she is fantastic, and I want to go back and reread Doctor Strange, The Oath. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. And pretend it's Rosario Dawson, because she's awesome. Well, now Claire Temple has been introduced into current Marvel continuity. I thought she had been. No, Claire Temple is the oh was kind of the amalgamation of two different oh, okay. characters. Yeah. Now we have Claire Temple, the night nurse, in the proper Marvel canon. What book do they do that in? Oh, I forget which one it is. Do you know, Oral? I just remember reading the article about it. I, They're I saw it come sneaking up on these things in, like they introduced the guy from Agents of Shield. Uh, that one, they didn't. Oh, they. No, yeah, no. They I was actually, say, when they did Colson, they never didn't. No, no, Colson wasn't in. a sneak. That, that was, was a, a pretty that big was a thing. big old shoehorn animated yeah. series. Everything I mean, there. So I, I, I think overall we can all say that it was a great show. We want more of this. We're really happy that they told the kind of story they were able to tell. Very true to Bendis's uh, vision and Gatos's vision of the, of the character, but also in a way that was really good television. Yeah. So. And they didn't go with the was it the hard? Uh, it's sort of, oh what what PG sixteen? Uh, yeah, PG sixteen or something yeah. like that. that or NC sixteen or whatever it was called. Yeah. NC-17? No, it, it was Marvel's creative little NC. Yeah, it was like an NC sixteen with Daredevil, where it was gory and it had this, but it 
it held back and it wasn't the full out like I wouldn't let your kids watch this show. Oh, no, this was a lot of sex. I would say with the violence near the end violence. of the show with the way people were killing each other, this oh, yeah. was an R. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this, this was this was mature rating. The sex, this yeah. was they threw the that rule. Amounts of bourbon. Oh my god. <laughs> right. Every other shot which was also awesome. So, um yeah, no. Every I other shot was a shot. It was fantastic. Nice. <laughs> Again, my kind of superhero. Exactly. And the fact that okay, so before we before we sign off of this, the homages to the actual of the costume <laughs> between, oh. like we had mentioned with the from the get go, with Blue Cage in the in the first episode being in the yellow and blue, in a very uncomfortable position. Oh, that too. Sorry too. Uh, but then when they're doing, as Jeff had alluded to, when they were. Going into this, I'm going to be a superhero montage flashback with Trish and uh, Jessica. Hey, I got you a costume you can wear. <laughs> like, ooh. And she's like, it's, you call yourself Jewel. That's a stripper name. <laughs> so the fact that they like to kind of bring some of those things up, it is sad that they don't do a lot of costume. And that they're not going with a lot of like the traditional looks. Although Daredevil's costume is going to change in season two. Although, and also like, the closest you got to Purple Man was at the end when he took that last injection to boost his powers and it got yeah, all the purple, yeah, yeah. The purple yeah. blood vessels. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. that was that was I mean, a that was a nice effect. If he did blue, if he did purple skin, that would have looked so hokey. If he had a whole season worth of that, oh, mm. yes, yes. But if at the end, and Brian had said this when we were watching it, he thought that when he got angry like that, that there was going to be a hue, and even if it was just for that last little bit, yeah, that would have at least been like the perfect homage to the actual purple skin character from the comic. Yeah. But not doing it in the entire season. Probably one of the better moves. Yeah. Especially because you can't just walk around Hell's Kitchen nope. with purple skin. Like, no, what's can't. up, guys? <laughs> the fuck is up with that guy? A California raisin? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. But I like that they, they did a lot of... And I mean, it's it's commonplace now to do all these Easter eggs about the comics. But, you know, like the, the Jewel thing was probably one of the funniest. That was my was just favorite. Like, yeah. I'm gonna hold up this costume. Yep. Here you go. That was all you needed to do. And we're, we're gonna, gonna make fun everything. of it, and we're gonna put it away. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, that was our uh, our thoughts on Jessica Jones. If you have any questions or comments or thoughts of your own, please go on to social media and share them with us. Flame on podcast on Twitter, Flame on show on all the various social media, and Flame on. Thanks for listening to Flame on, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. Like and follow us on SoundCloud. Or give us your feedback at nerdyshow.com slash survey. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, including Club Oral, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. Be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. If it's gay and geeky, we've got you covered. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.